0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the weekend. Hoops and cards here for you basketball card collectors and investors. My name is Gary. I am in Northeast Ohio, the United States of America, following the basketball card madness around the globe. It is crazy, you guys, this multi-million, maybe billion-dollar industry that's just exploded over the last three years. And not only with Card values and prices and the numbers of people pouring money into the hobby. Well, it's not much of a hobby anymore, is it? It's, it's hobby and value. It's hobby and investments. It's never really one or the other, although you got to know what you were doing and why you're doing it. I mean, I'm a collector and an investor. I think it's possible to do both, but uh, to be strategic. And that's what we hope to help you guys with, especially, man, four days, what, five days, four days till the NBA season starts with that big doubleheader on Tuesday night. Can you believe it? I, I can't wait. I can't wait. I've been sharing the excitement with uh, some of you in our Discord chats there at uh, Hoops and Cards, at Hoops and Cards on Instagram. Love to love to connect with you. Where are you at? What brought you here? Uh, for some of you, you just went on your podcasting app and searched sports cards and you're like, I, I just want to see what's out there or I want to learn about this this hobby, this craze. I want to hear about what cards, even basketball specific. Guys, one of the reasons we started this podcast is because I enjoyed as a basketball, actually as a sports card collector, I enjoyed listening to other podcasts. I listened to Sports Card Investor. I listened to Lucas Tigers and Bronze. I listened to uh, Sports Card Strategy Show, Card Talk, Pack to the Future. There are so many really good content creators in this in this whole space, and at the same time, I was like, "Man, uh, I I really like lean in. I want to hear more detail about basketball cards." And uh, I I wasn't satisfied with just one episode a week or one a month or what I, I wanted to hear like current stuff and people talk about things like we're going to talk about today. You know, this beginning of the new NBA season, it marks the return of several stars, like superstars who have missed. Some of these guys have missed more than a full season, and some of them are MVP-type candidates or breakout rookie potential candidates. Today is about welcome back, return. So glad you're here, glad you're listening. But the preseason, we've been excited to see guys like Zion Williamson, Jamal Murray, Kawhi Leonard, Damian Lillard, Michael Porter Jr. What players are coming back? From a season or uh, just an extended period of, of injury. Just injury time. Colin Sexton. Uh, I think every NBA team gets hit by the injury bug once in a while. Anthony Davis. As I'm talking, I keep thinking of guys. Hey, 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 hey. You know, one more guy after another. Chris Middleton. Welcome back. Then some of you guys that are coming back. You were never injured at all. Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. Some For some reason, I just want to call him Ben Simons as a joke on one of my favorite podcasters. Ben Simons is uh, not going to be mentioned in this podcast, though maybe I'll regret it. It's going to be about the top five guys returning of the Mac, returning to the basketball court and to the basketball card market. And... uh some recommendations, some thoughts, some opportunities really to react to them as collectors and investors. So, I'm encouraged you guys uh I mean it's it's this crazy opportunity where uh some awesome players that used to be so expensive. Zion Williamson. Let's let's talk about Zion first. Let's just do that. I'm just going to cross Zion's name off. Zion Williamson. Point guard, point forward. Big man for the New Orleans Pelicans was out the entire season. And the last we saw, when he was healthy, he was capable of 25 points, 30 points, 15 boards, uh, exciting highlight reel dunks, and just could dominate a game. In fact, they were running the offense through him in New Orleans. And uh, and then there's these rumors about, like, you know, is he injury prone? Is he always going to have this challenge? Is he just, you know basically eventually going to force his way to a trade to a bigger market because he doesn't want to be in New Orleans and is he disgruntled blah 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 and uh so you saw Zion Williamson's cards go from being the most expensive sought after rookie card from that 2019 class to uh to a crash and burn now um now like the phoenix the Zion card market will arise and it has Risen from the ashes over these last few weeks. Zion cards are going up. Uh, I don't have a lot personally invested in him, full disclosure, because uh, actually a lot of these guys, when I had the opportunity and the money to put into sports cards, it's, it's not common for me to, or for people in general to say, I want to buy the guy that's hurt. I want to buy the guy that they said, hey, he's out indefinitely. There's no timetable for his return. Like, he's injury prone. Uh, that might be a buying opportunity. But it's hard to get excited about it when there's no clarity in sight on how healthy will he be? Will he return to form 100%? So, you know, a week ago when Zion played in his first preseason game and showed some of the flashes of being a dominant, powerful force in the paint, a great player that the Pelicans can count on, um, you know, there was some excitement there. And I was like, man, I got I to gotta find me some Zion PSA 10s before those things take off here in the next month and they still might but then the next what the next game Zion plays 11 minutes and it said left ankle soreness and I'm like uh huh but this is the return of the mac episode I mean imagine this is this is the high risk high reward of Zion Williamson uh the Pelicans with a healthy Zion they look like a playoff team they do they've got a terrific uh core now with C.J. McCollum, who can score at will, who can run through, run the offense if he wants, but they've surrounded C.J. McCollum, Brandon Ingram, who is a fantastic... We've talked about him on our last episode. Love Brandon Ingram, and Brandon is a terrific passer for a guy his size and a guy with his incredible shooting ability. Those two guys can stretch the floor and create their own shots. Zion just is... Uh, the force of gravity, like in the in the paint, and uh, just incredible quickness and explosiveness for a big man. Incredibly fun to watch. He can score at will. Uh, those three guys that, that look like a playoff team. Just, just put those three guys out there. But then you put Herb Jones, uh, an emerging young player with uh, tremendous upside. I believe they still have Jonas Valanciunas. I mean, that guy's a solid center, to say the least. And then other players like Trey Murphy III, Jose Alvarado, Devontae Graham, I believe, is still in the building. So they've got some players. They've got some dudes. This is an opportunity before the season starts to buy in. And now I'm not saying I'm doing it, but I'm going to at least one card show this week. And uh, if I see a good deal on a card that's centered on a nice Zion Williamson card, or if I see a deal that I can trade for one, I'll do it. I'll do it. I think the uh, the uptick... On a healthy Zion for the next three months is going to be sweet. Now that the increase in value. Am I actually going to uh, forecast him to have a clean bill of health for the next 82 games? No way. No. I mean, he's played uh, he played less than half of his rookie season. And last year he missed the whole season. So uh, he has something to prove. But that's why his cards are so affordable right now. It's that catch-22, right? when he proves he's healthy then his cards his cards will have rebounded like they've tri- they've tripled by then okay so all eyes are on him with this nba season is he returning to form and will he be the dominant force that everybody thought he'd be when he came into the league and uh that he showed he could be during that uh first season so zion williamson returned welcome back zion you people in New Orleans, I hope for your sake you get a contender. I think a lot of those guys deserve it. In fact, CJ McCollum is from my home hometown. Shout out Canton Glen Oak High School. And, uh, and so CJ, uh, yeah, we're rooting for you guys. We hope Zion is back to form so he can draw some double teams and you can just keep getting open and scoring 30. I mean, CJ is a, a very underrated superstar in the league. So the guy we're talking about, these five guys that are returning, let's talk about uh, a guy who I, I should not have mentioned second. I should have mentioned him first. These are the two headliners, all right, that uh, when I think about awesome players that are coming back, Kawhi Leonard needs to be at the top of the list. So if you want to like, yeah, maybe I'll even edit this episode. Kawhi should have been for i I'm not ranking these one through five. I'm saying these are just the five, five dudes, right? Kawhi Leonard... Last we saw was an MVP candidate in his prime, leading the Clippers deep into the playoffs, and then he got injured, missed a series, and then missed a year. Whoops. You know, but card-wise, his cards are from that iconic 2012 set, the first Prism cards. And I think any Kawhi patch, auto, any Kawhi numbered card, any any PSA 10 rookie, any PSA 9 rookie of Kawhi, I have had those on my want list for for quite a while <laughs> Let me just let me just say that I I'm just I give in to to cheesy jokes every episode. So there you just got one. Kawhi Leonard, dude, I uh, I think he is a buy. But the thing I would say about him, it's different from Zion. I think that the, the Kauai market will go up gradually. Uh, when Kauai comes back, I think at best he's just going to be the Kawaii we remembered, which was really good. Okay, which was really good. Which was twenty-seven points a game, ten rebounds, and leading the Clippers to the top of the Western Conference. Like that's a that's a pretty awesome return. But that's that's pretty much what we expect. Kawhi, you spoiled us all these years. The 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 time when I would see Kawhi's market going up more rapidly would be in April and May, if it's clear that the Clippers are healthy, clicking all cylinders. They're not just getting back. Uh, their Mac. They're not just getting back Kawhi Leonard. They're getting John Wall. They got Paul George, right? They've got Norman Powell who lit it up the other night. They've got a ton of other players around these guys that uh, that make the Clippers a dangerous, dangerous team. So I'm pumped to see Kawhi. And yeah, I will be looking for, to me, he's in the same category as Giannis, a player that's had uh, championships, a player that's had MVP caliber seasons, I believe he's won one MVP. I know he's been finals MVP. He did it in uh, Toronto and San Antonio. And and uh, he's one of those guys that will go down as one of the greatest players of this decade. So he's still writing the story. You guys, I think Kawhi Leonard still has another five good years, takes care of his body, stays healthy. He's got at least five really good years. Now, this year and next year are crucial to his contending years and carry-a-team years. But Kawhi and Paul George, man, the Clippers, the Clippers look so good. So those are my first two to watch for. Zion Williamson, Kawhi Leonard, the, the headliners. Big returns. Welcome back, you guys. And we got a few more for you after this break. Hello to the crossover at I'm, I'm excited as a basketball fan to see these guys come back. Like uh, Kawhi Leonard's always fun to watch as a, as a leader and as a just a threat on both sides of the court. One of the best defensive players I've ever seen. And uh, so switchable, so quick, so long. Um, just just awesome to watch him play. And it's obvious to see the, the mark he's left on two NBA franchises now. The, uh, the Spurs keep trying to find players like him. Uh, long, defensive, young, athletic, that can stretch the floor like Keldon Johnson. Some of the guys they have drafted and have have uh, started to develop are just they're built just like Kawhi, and the same thing happening in Toronto. It's like uh, Siakam and Gary Trent and OG and and Precious. They're all <clears throat> very similar, not in size necessarily, because Kawhi is there's some there's some u- uniqueness to Kawhi, obviously. Man, I got to uh, fix something on the volume here. Um, but hey, there's also this interesting phenomena already starting to happen of players that uh, you know aren't returning from injury, but they're getting injured or they're already showing us they're going to miss some time during this season. LaMelo Ball is the first guy that comes to mind. Jaron Jackson Jr. Some, some players that maybe you've invested in or you want to invest in, like Chet Holmgren, right? LaMelo Ball... Uh, you know, there may be a buying opportunity there. I, I wanted to think about as a basketball card investor, as we talk about Kawhi and Zion and, and the next three guys I'm going to get to. Uh, I, I think one of the challenges with with this is every time, every time a great player gets hurt, uh, you'll see a decrease in value because some people are in it just for the the short-term gains. And I don't blame them. Like I have that with some of the cards I'm in on. And uh, then a guy gets hurt like to a tug of Aloha in football. And now I'm like stuck with this card that uh, boy, if I want to liquidate it, if I want to get some money for it, I'm probably going to take less than what I paid for it. uh, Or it's going to test my patience really to just wait it out and see when he returns. But uh, when they return. So that's what we're talking about today. When these guys return, I think there will be a little bit of investor confidence and excitement to see them on the court again especially those first few games from Zion. Absolutely. Everybody's going to be watching. What can he still do? Or what is he stronger at, better at? We see all these photos and videos of how huge Kawhi Leonard is and how much he must have lifted weights and how he feels like he's in the best shape of his life. These guys, uh, off-season stuff, right? But you want to see them on the court. I want to see them in a regular NBA season game matching up against somebody else who's had their best summer ever. And like <laughs> you know, Let's see how you actually do. Uh, after such extended time off. And which brings me to three other players. I'm trying to keep it short for you today. The last episode was like 47 minutes. Today I want to just get through five guys and then say two or three other names that I think are relevant to the conversation. But uh three other big names and their teams futures depend on these players. Their their teams past uh they've celebrated so much with these players. I'm going to say the, the next guy on my list is Damian Lillard. He is one of the best point guards of this generation, capable of scoring 30 or 40 or 50 on a big night. I remember seeing him play against the Cavaliers a few years ago, a game that went to overtime, and Damian Lillard just exploded. It was Damian against Kyrie, back and forth, back and forth, and I thought, man, there's no way we're going to win this, but Kyrie made a three. You know, Damian Lillard has been the face of the Portland franchise since 2010, 11. I get confused too with that, that uh, 2012 basketball card class that has so many rookies in it. Uh, In fact, a lot of the guys I'm talking about today, Kawhi Leonard, Damian Lillard, Anthony Davis, a lot of these guys are from that one set of cards or 20 11, and 12 NBA hoops cards, like Paul George. But but Damian Lillard, you guys, uh, has become the exception of a player that will stay with one team through playoff ups and downs, never really contending for the finals, but still being a great player and playing on some great teams. Now, last year, when they started to make some trades and they dealt Norman Powell and they dealt CJ McCollum, the Blazers, man, it looked like they might go for a full-on rebuild and Rumors of is Dame, is he going to ask for a trade? Look how he'd fit in Boston or with the Lakers or with the Knicks. There's a lot of teams that would love to have Damian Lillard. I would love, in fact, in fact, a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, when I was looking at basketball card investments, Damian Lillard was one of the players like, man, I would love to get a nice rookie card of his, but they're just way too expensive. At the time, even just a base card that's a PSA graded nine uh, was $300 and up. And I'm like, yep, that'll never be down in my price range. I could never afford that card. Now, there he is. Along with the rest of these guys, those cards, PSA 9s are affordable. PSA 10s offer even more profitable upside if you can afford to get into one of those. But Damian Lillard, you guys, is a player to watch, especially during the first month of the season, to see how this new collection of talent in Portland gels together. There's there's some decent players they've added in all these moves. They signed Jeremy Grant in the offseason, right? They got Josh Hart in a big trade that uh, also landed them a good draft pick, I believe. And he had some awesome games (laughs) in March. uh, So they had to shut him down. And then Anthony Simons. Now, I mean, one of the reasons they dealt CJ McCollum was because Anthony Simons, he's going to play somewhere. He's going to be a star somewhere. In fact, I don't know if he would have re-signed in Portland for the amount that he did. If he wasn't guaranteed starters minutes, that guy is incredible. So he could take some of the pressure off of Damian Lillard. Very much a three-level scorer that is super fun to watch. Uh, I gush over the potential of Anthony Simons like a lot of people in Portland do. And they see what he is. I thought there was a chance Portland might deal Damian Lillard in the offseason. Just like Utah dealt Rudy Gobert for a slew of draft picks. Damian Lillard would command just a haul, and make Portland a, a legitimate, full-blown rebuild of a franchise around younger guys like Shaden Sharp, Anthony Simons. Uh, I'm not going to say Nasir Little because I don't think his talent is is that that high. But Jeremy Grant and Josh Hartley—they they've got a good group of players. Nurkic. So I like Damian Lillard short-term and long-term as an investment. He's a Hall of Famer, and uh, I'm excited to see him back. But I'm also curious to see how he and Anthony Simons gel. Another guy we're going to talk about for a moment is Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray, uh, last we saw, was dominant as a point guard, as a scorer, as a young superstar piece on this Denver Nuggets team that looked bound for a dynasty until both Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. got injured and then they started to make a bunch of other trades trying to add guys in the meantime add guys like Aaron Gordon around the Joker man Nikola Jokic is is an MVP but his potential will never be realized until he has a fully healthy team i think what he did the last two seasons with that that uh injury riddled roster <laughs> like the Jokers awesome he he deserved both of those MVPs but i think He and Denver, they're hungry and ready to see what this team looks like at 100%. I am too. (laughs) To see Jamal Murray, uh, he has great upside as a player and great upside for a card investment. Still young enough to be worth a look at his 2016 rookies. You guys, I think uh, because of his explosive scoring potential and track record, he's one of these guys that we could see uh, a higher percentage gain in the first month or two. Especially if it looks like man, Jamal Murray is not only back, he's back and on fire. He's back and an all-star caliber player. Like that will that will make his cards rise, I think, more rapidly than Lillard or Kawhi. Uh so Jamal Murray is gonna be fun, interesting to watch, and and just like Damian Lillard has Anthony Simons looking over his shoulder, there's a young guy over there in Denver that uh Neshawn would want us to mention Bones Highland. Bones Highland, yeah. So I think the nice part of that is, hey, Jamal doesn't have to be the only ball handler, the only guy to run the offense, the only threat to do the things he can do. He's got a young, like, (laughs) energy-filled, like, just spark plug in Bones Highland, who is an excellent outside shooter. So Denver's gonna be fun to watch, you guys. And and I think you might I don't know if you've heard this phrase like uh, the the rising tide lifts all boats. I think the rising Denver Nuggets could lift the values of the Joker, of Jamal Murray, of Michael Porter Jr. and of Bones Island. So it's not just the injured guy returning; it's the return to prominence of contenders like the Clippers and the Nuggets, the Nugs. All right, so let's go to guy number five. Last but not least, he's not least in any capacity, Anthony Davis, AD, the unibrow. Anthony Davis is, uh, I mean, a healthy Anthony Davis (laughs) is an unstoppable force in the league. And that's why he and LeBron were able to win that bubble championship that we can criticize, but hey, nobody else won it. They all had the chance. There were some incredible performances in that bubble, but only one team won. So give them some credit, at least, right, for that. And give Anthony Davis credit for having some MVP caliber seasons in his past. And being the kind of guy that LeBron would leave and say, that's the guy I want to build the team around. That's the guy whose prices, his card values were higher than the other guys I mentioned. Kawhi, Dame, John Wall, other guys in that 2012 class for, for quite a significant time. AD was the card to have, okay, from that set. And his cards are down even further now, I think because of his reputation and that the Lakers missed the playoffs last year. So uh, these none of these investments are for the faint of heart, right? I would say just like the teams feel a sense of risk bringing these guys back on the court, uh, and how's it going to work? Are they going to be back to their their total? Is Anthony Davis still going to be the kind of guy that can get you 28 and 12 in three blocks? I hope so, for his sake, and LeBron's and the Lakers. I'm a Laker fan over here. But, uh, man, to say that this guy's going to sustain his health from now. And, and then there's the other thing. It's not just can he be healthy. It's will Anthony Davis be healthy enough in May to withstand a matchup against Rudy Gobert and Carl Towns, playoffs matter. And I think that's one of the reasons I mentioned Kawhi first. Clippers are going to be good. And Anthony Davis, not first. Damian Lillard, not first. Playoffs impact card values so much. And so the return of these uh, superstar-type players, if it's a return that winds up in meaningful games in may or june then i'll be so glad i invested in them in fact i would say yeah look look here i bought near the bottom at the end of november on some of these card values and i was able to hold on until mid-may when everybody was talking about anthony davis right now it's just going to be like hey good i'm so glad they're healthy good stay healthy great like who who goes to a card show and is like oh man i gotta get that guy's card he's healthy no we want to see a guy that's dominant and go in places. We want to see a team that's that has a chance to be a champion that's just I'm sorry that's just the way it is so I mean, like it or not, I'm glad these guys are back but I'm giving you a list of guys that I haven't personally invested in until I see what their teams can do with them in return and if I am investing in one like if I had to pick one, wow, depending on the deal I get, I guess. I would want for a short term gain. I'd want Zion, and for just a long term buy and hold for that player's legacy. I'm I'm talking Kawhi Leonard. Like that's why those two guys were mentioned first. There are a few other guys coming back from injury that I think will be interesting to to watch, but I'm not like fully invested in their their cards. Might be a little cheaper. I'm talking about Michael Porter Jr., who everybody's just salivated over his potential over the years to make a lot of threes and and be a perfect compliment to the Joker and Jamal Murray in Denver. And maybe he will be, but man's been injured a lot in the last five years. So we'll see. And John wall, similar deal, man. He's been out a lot of the last three years. I'd like to think for your sake, Clipper fans, all four of you I'd like to think that he's going to stay healthy and be a key cog in a Clippers championship run. I think that'll be fun to watch. And, uh, I think John Wall's been waiting for an opportunity like this. And I think we all know that John Wall wasn't necessarily injured much of that time. Uh he, he had returned ready to play, and the Rockets were like, Yeah, we don't we don't need you here, bud. We got a young core that we're trying to build and we're not ready to pay you. Uh another guy that's returning that I'm curious to see what the team's gonna do before I even talk about investing at all is Ben Simmons. Simons. <laughs> Ben Simmons, there I did it again. <clears throat> ben Simmons, yeah, um, he's played well in the preseason. Um, ten assists the other night. You know, th- there's a lot of talent on that floor now for Brooklyn, but a, a similar deal. Like, can they stay healthy as a group? How will they gel? How will those egos and that that drama-filled locker room uh, respond to having everybody back for a time? And how long is that going to last? I'm not getting my hopes up, but. I'm also, I think Brooklyn's going to be in the playoffs. It's just a matter of how much and what will Ben Simmons do scoring-wise, you know? Uh, Comeback Player of the Year? Who knows? But friends, maybe I forgot somebody that you're watching that's coming back from injury. You know, I barely mentioned uh, a guy like Colin Sexton because I don't know what role he's got in Utah yet, but there are players with potential returning from injury all around the league. Jaron Jackson Jr., man. Man. Uh, you sometimes look at what the what the team around them is going to do while they're out. In in Charlotte, I would say without Lamelo Ball, I've looked at some Terry Rozier rookie cards, cause T. Rose is able to put up thirty on any given night, especially without Lamelo there. So Terry Rozier might be worth a short term flip. Uh, and then the other guy who was I thinking of? I said Lamelo. Oh, Jaron Jackson Jr. Jaron Jackson Jr., it's not so easy to to invest off of an injury based on a player's position. So, I mean, if you're if you're excited about Santi Aldama taking up Jaron Jackson's starting role while he's gone, I mean, I don't blame you. It's a, he's a cheap rookie to buy. And at the same time, he's not going to be taking all of Jaron's shots and playing Jaron's defense for him. That's going to come from guys like Desmond Bain, Zaire Williams. Dylan Brooks. I mean, Dylan Brooks hasn't met a shot that he didn't like. But they have other guys that are going to shoot the rock there uh, in Jaren's absence. And one of them is just Ja Morant scoring more. Hello. Number one investment on my board right now. Ja Morant erupted last night. And I I just love watching the highlights, man. Can't wait for this NBA season. I'm glad it's back. I'm glad these guys we talked about are back. Kawhi, Jamal, Zion, Dame, AD... Michael Porter Jr., John Wall, let's go. Getting you ready for this next NBA season. I hope you guys have an awesome weekend. Hey, if I forgot somebody or if you've got a take for me, give me a shout-out. Email Gary at HoopsAndCards.com or Instagram at HoopsAndCards. At HoopsAndCards on Instagram. And, uh, yeah, thanks so much for listening. Really appreciate you guys. We are just excited to have uh, the fastest-growing basketball card podcast on the uh, on the internet, whatever that is, but uh, but yeah, thanks so much for listening. Spread the word, and uh, man, Tuesday night is tip off. I can't wait. Take care. LeBron James. LeBron James. Bronze Run!